The Tampa Bay Buccaneers take care of business in their home opener to move to 2-0 on the season. That and more on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Buccaneers, your daily Tampa Bay Buccaneers podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up and welcome into this live Sunday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We want to thank you for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Don't forget you can subscribe or follow for free on YouTube or wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, you can follow along on Twitter. I am James Yarko at JYarko underscore Bucks, deputy editor of SB Nation's BucksNation.com, your credentialed member of the media covering your Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Here with you every Monday through Friday, along with our everydayers and our every livers that I see in the chat. And as always, we want to share our appreciation for your continued support of the show. This episode is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. First and foremost, I want to apologize in advance. I had a cold hit me hard at about 12 o'clock today. I've done nothing but sneeze. I've been going through coughing fits. So if I have to pause in the middle of, of talking to take a drink or have a sneezing fit, I apologize in advance for those of you watching on the live. But on today's episode, we are handing out game balls once again to the Buccaneers' top performers. And we're going to talk about the change in offense compared to what we saw last week. But first, let's talk about the biggest moments of the game, starting with single-handedly what I think was the biggest moment of the game, and that was Joe Tryon Shoyinka's sack on third and 13 in the second quarter. So this was the possession that the Chicago Bears had starting at midfield right after the blocked field goal attempt by Chase McLaughlin. So the Bears start at midfield. They lose three yards on, on second down, and they are facing third and 13 from their own 47. Mind you, Santos booted a 50-plus yarder earlier in the game. So 10 yards puts them right on the edge of field goal range to the point that they could have taken an even larger lead. Instead, Joe Tryon Shoyinka has the absolute best get-off we have seen from him since joining the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and absolutely annihilates Justin Fields way back at Chicago's own 36, forcing the three and out and the Bears punt. The very next play, Baker Mayfield hits Mike Evans for a 70-yard gain. That then sets up Rashad White three plays later to get the four-yard rushing touchdown. The Buccaneers take a 10-7 lead. 
They never look back. Yes, the Bears tied it, but the Buccaneers never trailed again. That single-handedly was the biggest turning point in this game, and I have been pounding the table and screaming from the mountaintop for Joe Tryon Choyinka to take that next step and finish plays. That was hands down the best play that he has had as a professional football player. It was a crucial moment for the Buccaneers, and it was an incredible job by him to not only wrangle Justin Fields before allowing him to get out of the pocket, buy himself some more time, maybe find somebody down the field, but to finish the play and bring down Justin Fields for a loss of 11 was massive. Shout out to Joe Tryon Shoyinka. He had himself quite a game. I do want to mention a couple of other key moments uh, throughout the game. This one, this first one isn't so much one moment as a lot of collective moments, but the Buccaneers going eight for 15 on third down, a big improvement over what we saw in week one. A couple of other moments that I wanted to highlight. You had the 20-yard pass from Baker Mayfield to Trey Palmer on third and three with 31 seconds left in the first half. The Buccaneers at that moment in time were out of field goal range, so that set them up to be able to get at least a field goal to take the lead at halftime, which is exactly what they ended up doing. If it's a little bit better of a pass, I think Trey Palmer is going into the end zone, but nonetheless, it was a huge conversion on third down where he finds Trey Palmer for Palmer's lone catch of the day. On second and three, Baker Mayfield throws a pass to tight end David Wells, who then fumbles. It was a great defensive play. I'm not putting that fumble on Wells. It was a perfect peanut punch, but Mayfield is the one that recovers the fumble for an 11-yard loss. The very next play, Mike Evans, 32-yard touchdown catch. Mike Evans had himself a day. We're going to talk more about him coming up in a little bit. And then one more really, really big play at the end of the game, and it's Chase Claypool's offensive pass interference on first and five. You remember on first and 10, Shaq Barrett was way offside, gave the Bears five free yards. Well, on that first and five, Fields found a receiver, for a nine-yard gain to move the sticks. However, Chase Claypool gets called for the offensive pass interference, moves them back to the six-yard line, first and 11, and what happens? Shaq Barrett, game-sealing, pick six off of that offensive pass interference by Chase Claypool. Some really, really great moments for the Bucs. Things got a little dicey there at the end. We're going to talk about the uh, scoring drive that the Bears had to get within three points coming up in a little bit. But I do want to jump over to the chat real quick before we hit the break. We got Rich Suggs in the chat saying JTS balled out. G Vegas, more of this JTS. Absolutely. Scotty McFly, this was one of JTS best games. Absolutely correct. We got Danny in the chat. Shaq pick six was the play of the game by far. That's what sealed it, but to me, the tide turned for the Buccaneers on that JTS sack, but Danny, 
I love the enthusiasm. I love your take. Uh, I'm not going to disparage it at all because who knows what happens if Shaq Barrett doesn't get that pick six. The Bears might have found a groove and been able to move the ball down the field to at least tie. So that, of course, was a massive, massive play, all set up by one of my key moments in Chase Claypool's offensive pass interference. Tyler in the chat, I thought of you guys when JTS had that big sack Finished well on that play. Not sure if the sack had more to do with Fields holding the ball or dominating at the line. Either way, good game. Justin Fields definitely held the ball too long to get into some sacks. On that particular play, though, he had no chance. Joe Tryon Troyinka's get off and snap anticipation on that play was absolute perfection. So Justin Fields barely had time to set his feet let alone hold the ball too long because Joe Tryon Shoyinka was all over him. We are going to talk about Baker Mayfield having himself a day and the offense looking much better this time around. That is coming up next here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. These days, every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your small business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the right people for your team faster and for free. It is super easy to post your job listing, and then you just add that purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to spread the word that you are hiring. Simple tools like screening questions make it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. That's why small businesses rate LinkedIn jobs number one in, de in delivering quality hires versus the leading competitors. LinkedIn jobs helps you find the qualified candidates you want to talk to faster. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on NFL. That's linkedin.com slash locked on NFL to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. This episode is also brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest independently owned daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They are the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It's just you against the numbers. Instead of battling thousands of other players, including the pros and the sharks, you pick more than or less than on your two to six player stat projections and watch the winnings roll in. Quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Price Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. Each Tuesday, Price Picks discounts select player projections up to 25% to provide even more value. And now, Price Picks offers Apple Pay for quick and easy deposits into your account this football season. I fell short this week since Mahomes didn't get more than those two touchdown passes that I projected him to, but I'm going to bounce back next week. I promise you that. Go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Again, go to pricepicks.com slash locked on NFL and use code locked on NFL for a first deposit match up to $100. Price picks daily fantasy sports made easy.
Thank you again for making Locked On Bucks your first listener view every single day. Every dayers, be sure to come back tomorrow when David is going to have his reaction to the Buccaneers victory over Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears. Like I've been telling him since the schedule came out that it was going to happen. I told him and I told him and I told him again that Justin Fields is trash and the Bucs were going to win this game. There was no doubt in my mind. And by God, wouldn't you know it, I was right. I'm sure David is going to remind me that he picked the Bucs to win, but uh, I think all of our everydayers remember him saying that the Bears would win a couple of different times, so I have to give him grief for that, but that's neither here nor there. I do want to talk about the fact that this offense was much more crisp on Sunday, even though they did have some stalling issues early on in the game. The commitment to the run game, was outstanding. I talked about it last week. I brought up John Cooper's quote time and time again, whether it was on this show or Locked On NFL or any of the other shows that that I have been on leading up to this game. I have talked about the fact that John Cooper has has really pushed process over outcome, right? We saw the process for the run game against the Minnesota Vikings. The outcome wasn't there. This week, It was. The Buccaneers went for 120 rushing yards as a team, like I boldly predicted that they would on Friday's show, averaging three and a half yards per carry. Rashad White led the day with 73 yards and a touchdown on 17 carries, 4.3 yards per carry. That's the Rashad White that we all expected to see. Sean Tucker, rough game for Sean Tucker, but I expect him to bounce back. We saw Chase Edmonds with a couple of nice plays. He left the game with a knee injury. I expect better from Sean Tucker moving forward, but this is the Rashad White that we've all talked about wanting to see, expecting to see, expecting out of Dave Canales' offense. It was really, really refreshing. But let's talk about Baker Mayfield for a moment. Another good performance, 26 of 34, for 317 and a touchdown two weeks in a row that there have been no turnovers this week. He took no sacks. Not only did he not take a sack, he escaped multiple sacks and every single one of those Houdini acts that he pulled off turned into a positive play. And again, like last week, we're seeing a lot of usage of the tight ends this week it was a little bit more successful. You had David Wells with a couple of of receptions. He did have that fumble, but he had a couple of nice catches. Kate Otten, six targets, six receptions, 41 yards. Baker Mayfield ended up completing his 26 passes to seven different receivers. He had over 200 passing yards in the first half, his most since facing Kansas City in 2021 when he had 231 passing yards. The Buccaneers as a team, 292 total yards of offense in the first half. That's the most for them since they got 297 against the Falcons last year. So Dave Canales starting to find a little bit of a groove here, running out of the passing formations, passing out of the running formations, lots of really, really good use of play action. Even if it was just play action enough to stall the linebackers, 
and find the dump off to a Kate Otten or a Rashad White or just a, a short little quick gainer to the you know to the sticks on these running situations. I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Dave Canales, and it looked a lot more smooth than it did against the Minnesota Vikings last week. He's making things really, really simple for the offense, scheming players open for really high percentage passes by Baker Mayfield. Still have a little bit of protection issues. There were a couple of times that Mayfield looked deep. There was one time he had Mike Evans right up the seam, didn't have enough time to set his feet and get the ball down that far. He did end up having a positive play on that particular play, but still need to work a little bit on the protection, a little bit more on the moving the pocket around like we saw in the preseason where Baker has these designed bootlegs and designed rollouts to be able to free him up a little bit away from the defense and find his receivers open down the field. I do have to harp for a moment. You guys know me. You know how I am with these live reaction shows. Last week, I was praising him. This week, a little bit of criticism. Gotta stop the stupid penalties. Seven penalties for 54 yards. Only one of them came on defense. So six penalties for 49 yards against the offense. Twice. Twice it happened on third downs. That has to get cleaned up. On the flip side, let's talk for a moment about how long it's been since I saw a team get away with as many holding penalties as the Chicago Bears did. If the Bucs lost this game, I would have been irate about how often they were getting away with holding. It was happening consistently to Vita Vea. It was happening consistently to Shaq Barrett. It was even happening to Joe Tryon Shoyinka and Yaya Diaby throughout the game, especially on crunch time. In fact, when the Bears scored a touchdown on the pass to Chase Claypool that Antoine Winfield Jr. missed by about this much, there was a blatant hold that gave Fields enough time to throw that pass. So that was a hot mess. If those penalties are called, number one, the Bears probably are not within the striking distance that they were late in the fourth quarter. Number two, the Buccaneers are winning the penalty battle for the second week in a row. So need to clean up things on their own end, and you can't control what the referees are doing, but come on, let's let's have a little consistency on what we're calling. There was at least two times that I remember seeing a Buccaneers player's jersey literally being pulled from behind and there was still no flag. At the end of the day, it's not a big deal. The Buccaneers win handily against the Chicago Bears. Before we hit the next break, I do want to hit the chat one more time. Let's check it out here. David Stacks, my buddy David, in the chat. Mike is well on his way to 1K. Absolutely. Scotty McFly talking about uh, Baker Mayfield in the chat, saying escape artist. Yep, Absolutely. We got uh, the Ghost Hunter Gal. It's the first time I've seen you in the chat. I don't know if that's my fault or if this is the first time you've joined us, but the Ghost Hunter Gal says Baker was amazing. He's exactly the QB that we need. I, I told y'all. I told you all in March that I thought Baker Mayfield was going to be a great fit for this Buccaneers team. So far, he's proving me right. Big test coming up against Philly. We'll talk about that later on in the week right now. 
let's enjoy the fact that the Buccaneers are 2-0 and and at the very least tied atop the NFC South. A uh, couple more in the chat before we move on. Um, we got uh, Muddy Aim. I, I'm I'm sorry, I'm gonna butcher your name, but Muddy Aim Mudiam. Uh, the protection was great for the most part. Yeah, for the it was it was much better than it was against the Minnesota Vikings by and large. But you can't have those really bad penalties on Gedeke and Malk again. They're, they're getting acclimated. Gedeke's going back to right tackle. Malk is a rookie. The game will slow down for him a little bit as he continues to get the experience. But the protection, 100%, much, much better than it was against the Minnesota Vikings. We are going to be handing out some game balls to the players of the game. That is coming up on today's episode of Locked on Bucks. Get ready for the NFL season with incredible offers from FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Plus, all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Now is the best time to join FanDuel. The app is easy to use, and you can bet on everything from spreads to player props and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with an offer you won't want to miss. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. Wrapping things up here on a live Sunday edition of the Locked On Bucks podcast. And it's time to pass out the game balls to the players of the game. I want you guys to drop your players of the game in the chat. But I'm going to start with the first game ball going to the defensive side of the ball. So this was my player of the game for defense. My player of the game overall was on the offensive side of the ball. We'll get to that in a minute. But I got to give it to him. I've called him out. I've called him out. I've called him out. Here's your flowers, bud. Joe Tryon Shoyinka. Four tackles, two sacks, three quarterback hits. He had my biggest moment of the game. Absolutely fantastic game by Joe Tryon Shoyinka. Got to see more of that, especially coming up next week against Jalen Hurts. Need to have that level of production and consistency out of Joe Tryon Shoyinka against a quarterback like Hertz, but it was fantastic to see him finishing plays, getting pressure, overcoming some of the holds that that were being placed on him. So uh, big shout out to Joe Tryon Shoyinka. My first offensive game ball, and we'll call it like my golden game ball for the player of the game. You guys know it. You guys are all talking about it in the chat. It's Mike Evans. Eight targets, six receptions, 171 yards, and a touchdown. Two weeks in a row, Mike Evans has been my offensive player of the game. He's already up to, what is that now, 237 receiving yards in two weeks. As David said in the chat, well on his way to 1,000. He's he's on pace for 16 touchdowns, I can tell you that much. 
phenomenal performance by Mike Evans, minus the holding penalty. And I, I know he was kind of arguing about that. And, and for those that, that don't remember, there was a quick little swing pass to Chris Godwin. He picked up 15 yards. Mike Evans gets called for holding. That was holding. That was that was really blatant holding. So I don't know. Maybe Mike was like, no, all the passing yards go to me today. Sorry, Chris. I love you, but these are my yards and you can't have any. So I'm going to get a penalty. My second defensive game ball is going to go to Vita Vea. Three tackles, one and a half sacks, three quarterback hits, relentless pressure. I talked about it on Friday's episode. I talked about it on the crossover episode. I talked about it on the Blitz on 10 Tampa Bay. It was on Vita Vea, especially without Kalijah Cansey, to collapse the interior of that pocket really, really quickly. And boy, did he do that almost the entire day. And we were talking, Bears offensive linemen were grabbing that dude by the throat and holding him. Didn't matter. He still tried to rip Justin Fields' head off, and I loved every single second of it. Another really solid performance out of Vita Vea. My second offensive game ball for the second week in a row. It's got to go to Baker Mayfield, guys. I already already read the stat lines. 26-34, 3-17, one touchdown, zero turnovers, zero sacks taken, a 114.5 quarterback rating. Oh, Andy tacked on 17 rushing yards and drew a uh, unsportsmanlike conduct penalty by taking a hit out of bounds that gave the Bucks another. It wasn't a 15-yard penalty. It was half the distance to the goal because they were already coming up on a on goal to go. But still, uh, another big, uh, another big day for Baker Mayfield, and I am going to give out a bonus game ball. Shaq Barrett sealed the game for the Buccaneers. He he was offside two plays beforehand, trying to get a jump on that snap count. If if he had waited about three tenths of a second longer, that would have been a safety. It would have been game over. Instead. Ball don't lie. Shaq Barrett with the pick six, the first touchdown of Shaq Barrett's career. And I just wanted to take a moment and I wanted to hand out this, this bonus game ball to Shaq because number one, it was an incredible play by him. But number two, think about the year that Shaq Barrett has had. And I'm not talking about the two weeks of the NFL year that we've seen so far. I'm talking about go all the way back to him rupturing his Achilles against the Baltimore Ravens on primetime TV. And that's really when things started to go downhill for the Buccaneers. Think about the tragedy that hits his family. And for Shaq to come back the way he has with the physical adversity, the emotional adversity, and to play to the level that he has, and to be the one that seals the game for the Buccaneers in their home opener to move to 2-0, and Absolutely incredible. Uh, A hat tip to Shaq Barrett and his performance. Going to jump over to the chat one more time. Rich says, Evans actually had yak this week. He was huge. He had yak last week too. I I used to give Evans a lot of grief where he he would catch the ball and just go down. Basically, the last five years, I'll say, probably since Bruce Arians, came to the franchise 
Evans has been much better at getting yards after the catch. Um, David, uh, his defensive game balls, uh, Izzy and Shaq and Joe Tryon Trienka. Yeah, absolutely. Izzy and another fantastic day. Um, talked about Shaq, talked about Joe Tryon Trienka. And uh, we got the Ghost Hunter gal. Solid game ball appropriation. I appreciate that, Ghost Hunter. Uh, <laughs> Rich says Jake Camardo was stellar. The dude punted a football about 2,000 yards. It ended up being a touchback, but it was a 72-yard punt by Jake Camarda. I was I talked about him last week in the, the live Sunday post-game reaction. The preseason had me a little worried. He was a little shaky. He had shanked a couple off the side of his foot that didn't really go real far. Jake Camarda, the true punt god, uh, absolutely 100% back. Phenomenal. My, uh, my youngest son even said, is Jake Camarda still the best punter in the NFL? He's making a case. Uh, David in the chat again, he says offense, Baker, Mike Evans, and Rashad white. He gives one to, he gives the runner up to Rashad. Yeah. Another, again, a really, really good game from Rashad. I want to see them build on it though. I want to see Dave Canales. The Philadelphia Eagles are not an easy team to run against. We've seen that through two weeks. Shut down Ramondre Stevenson. They absolutely destroyed Alexander Madison. Dave Canales is going to have to get really, really creative when it comes to being able to run the ball because there is no team in the National Football League more difficult to run the ball against, and there is no team in the National Football League that is harder to stop the run against than the Philadelphia Eagles. Real interested to see how creative he can get. And Rashad White needs to have the best game of his career just to reach the stat line that he had in this one with a little over 70 rushing yards and a little under four and a half yards per carry. Folks, that is going to do it for this one. Again, I, I appreciate all of you dealing with me being a little under the weather. I'm sure you can hear the sore throat, the congestion in the nose, but I appreciate each and every one of you in the live chat that have been uh, talking to me throughout this, uh, this live episode. Again, coming up tomorrow, David is going to have his reaction to the game, the big win over the Chicago Bears. But until then, of course, you can find us on Twitter, at Locked On Bucks, at JRCO underscore Bucks, and you can find David at DHarrison82. Hope you all have an absolutely outstanding day. Stay safe, stay healthy, fire the cannons. Thank you so much for joining me right here on Locked On Bucks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. 